to the Collective Tables Advent season. Over the next four weeks, Chelsea, Claire, and I will offer short reflections on the weekly themes of Advent, hope, love, joy, and peace. These themes connect to the traditional scripture readings that are presented throughout the Advent season and remain consistent from year to year. So what is Advent? Great question, Dana. Advent marks a time in the life of the Christian church where we prepare and wait for the coming or arrival of Christ, God in human form. The word Advent comes from the Latin Adventus, meaning coming. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Greek Orthodox, or non-denominational. Advent applies to the universal Christian church. Not all Christian communities may talk about Advent and not all celebrate the time period in the same way. However, it does not change the overall purpose of Advent, which is a time for each of us to prepare our hearts and minds for the coming of Christ. It reminds me of when I prepare my house for company. I love hosting people in my home, and part of it is the excitement of preparing for the guests to come. I get the house ready, mow the grass, set the table, prepare the food, and decorate. And when they get there, we can finally celebrate. That's a great metaphor, Claire. For those who practice Christianity, Advent is a time of spiritually preparing our hearts and minds to receive God in person. So for this TCT Advent season, you're invited to use these short reflections to get your heart and mind ready for the arrival of a vulnerable baby who desires to be connected to each of us, who desires to show us that love and peace are stronger than hate and war, who invites us to respond every day to a broken world by claiming our belovedness. If you'd like to learn more about the history of Advent, visit our show notes for additional resources. We have now entered the third week of Advent, and the traditional theme for this week is joy. As I thought about joy during a time of preparation and waiting, I immediately went to my own context and experiences. For example, while I'm not a big fan of shopping or decorating, I know that may sound strange, I realized I find joy within the experience of participating with my family as we decorate the tree, contemplate with intentionality gift-giving, my love language is not gifts, and drive around and look at Christmas lights. As I reflected, I came to understand that those moments were not simply happiness, but an embodied experience of shared time with my family that radiated a positive excitement and energy as we prepare for Christmas Day. However, this year, my context changed within my life, and joy has seemed distant. A little over three months ago, my mom died after a year-long battle with cancer. This will be our first Christmas without my mom, or as my kids called her, Grammy. Because of this personal experience, I've been contemplating the question of, what does joy mean during Advent? During this time of preparing and waiting for the baby, this bundle of vulnerable joy that invites us into shalom, when you're processing, or perhaps more accurately, in the depths of loss, suffering, isolation, grief, or any kind of trauma. And then I took it one step further and moved to the collective reflection. What about joy during a time when the U.S., continues to lead in mass shootings, when the war continues to rage in Ukraine, 
when the women and protesters in Iran are imprisoned, silenced, or killed, when black brothers and sisters must continue in this country to fight for equity. Those are heavy and complex feelings and challenges. No wonder joy feels distant. Yet as I sat with the heaviness, not running away from it or trying to sweep it under the rug, I discovered joy can coexist with my emotions of sadness, outrage, anger, and frustration. I was reminded of a quote by Father Greg Boyle in his book, Forgive Everyone Everything. He says, joy has to include everything. Otherwise, it remains shallow and a whim of only the good times. So as I continued to reflect on joy this third week of Advent, I ended up focusing on three truths. First, the Hebrew scriptures or the Old Testament. They continually remind me that while there is suffering and pain, hope and restoration will prevail. How many Psalms have I read that begin with the individual or collective weight and conclude with hope? The story of the Israelites demonstrates the woven togetherness of joy and grief. From the barrenness of Abraham and Sarah to the birth of Isaac. From enslavement in Egypt to Moses setting God's people free. From 40 years wandering in the desert to entrance into the promised land. From Jonah running from God because he knew God was a God of love and mercy, even to the Nevites, To exile and to the ultimate return to Zion. The Old Testament reminds me over and over again that joy and grief are a part of the life journey and that God is present in it. The second is hope and love. The theme for the first week of Advent is hope, and the second week it was love. Friends, there can be no joy without hope and love. If you think about it, there can be no sadness, grief, anger, outrage, or frustration without hope and love too. Because I have hope and love, I grieved when my mom was suffering from cancer and when she died. Because I have hope and love, I get angry when others are oppressed and marginalized. Because I have hope and love, I'm outraged when every person created in God's image is not fed, housed, and cared for. Hope and love are my foundation. They remind me that God is in our midst. That's what hope is. God is right here, right now. Not in some distant, untouchable space. God loved God's creation so much that God came into human form. Not in the form of a power broker, but as a helpless baby that required love and nurturing to grow into an adult. The third is gratitude. I realize that when I practice gratitude, even in very small doses by recognizing small moments, it's an acknowledgement that we're all connected to one another. I recently returned from my mom's celebration of life service. While it was a time of mourning, I was also moved and thankful for all of the people who showed up to help, who offered a supportive word who encouraged me and my dad and other family members with their presence. It is in our relationships with God and with one another that we can experience joy, even when we're experiencing loss and grief. In the beginning, God created us to be in relationship with one another. Relationships are woven throughout the Hebrew scriptures. It was the foundation of Jesus's teachings and preaching. It's how hope and love remain ignited. And the act of gratitude is how I express my appreciation for my relationship with God and with all of you. So thank you. Thank you for listening to The Collective Table. Thank you for supporting The Collective Table. I don't know where you are on the joy spectrum this week. Maybe you feel a little like me, processing the loss of someone close to you. Maybe you're struggling with an uncomfortable change or decision that has to be made. 
Maybe you've received some difficult news. Maybe you've received exciting news about a new job, a new baby, a new family member. Wherever you may be during this third week of Advent, I invite you, after listening to this, to find a moment this week, each day, or every hour to express gratitude for your relationship with God, with someone else in your life, or with creation. I want to conclude with a poem that was written by my good friend, Laura Russell. Laura and I attended seminary together at Duke Divinity, and I think she writes amazing poems. She was kind enough to allow me to share this one with you. It's called Moments. I wish that I could feel the joy of being with you all of the time I am with you. I want it all. Every moment to be full of love, laughter, happiness, that is too much. And so I have a choice. I can be constantly disappointed, never fulfilled, because every moment is not wonderful. Or I can notice the brief, rare moments when all is right between us, when the connection is there, and I can see that it is a gift, those moments. And instead of being sad or angry or greedy, they are too few. I can choose to be thankful for those moments, when it is you and me, when it is a group of us, when the love is undeniable, the connection is authentic, our guards let down. Moments don't come easily right now. Moments don't come frequently right now. But my choice is to acknowledge and celebrate their existence or to lose my connection to you altogether. For the short moments, may I recognize them. May I experience them. May I appreciate them. Thank you so much for listening. Together, we are what God looks like. The Collective Table is supported by San Diego United Methodist Church in Encinitas, California, and the California Pacific Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. A big thank you to our producer and content editor, Claire Watson. If you'd like to financially support the work of The Collective Table, please visit us at thecollectivetable.org. There you can also find out more about who we are and view past episodes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, and newsletter. And keep up with us on our Instagram and Facebook at The Collective Table.